Listen to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Ash Wednesday, March 6th, and uh, two good topics on deck today. And boy, we've got quite a good, quite a bit of good stuff this week. We're continuing camp week today. Today we head to Montana. Ooh, Montana's fun. Not Montana. That's not Montana. Idaho. What are you talking about? I'm so sorry. (laughs) We head to Idaho. Somewhere out west, apparently. We had to Idaho. I apologize, Camp Perkins. <laughs> we had to Idaho. Idaho is beautiful. I've I've it, heard it is. Yeah, they even have snow. Like in, <laughs> they even have they snow, have snow <laughs> in seasons when we don't have snow. Uh, it's beautiful. Um, and uh, so we continue Camp Week this week um, as we also begin our Lenten journey today. Yeah, I got my purple on today. Mm. You have your purple. I have my ash colors oh, on nice. for Ash Wednesday wearing gray. Uh, have to so, be liturgically appropriate. That's right. <laughs> it's, it's not the liturgical color for Ash Wednesday, is it? Ash? Like, I, don't, I don't think well, so. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks to our friends at Concordia University, Wisconsin, for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about them at cuw.edu. In studio with us this morning, Chief Mission Officer of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, the Reverend Kevin Robson. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning, Andy. Good morning, Sarah. It's good, good to be with you and the listeners at KFUO this morning. Always a pleasure. Well, thank you. Thanks for spending some time with us this Ash Wednesday in studio. Uh, chapel services, uh, well, the chapel service at, uh, over across the street at our friends at Lutheran Church Extension Fund, that was at 8.30 this morning. They mm-hmm. had their Ash Wednesday chapel service. Ours coming up at 10 o'clock. You can tune in right here on KFUO and listen. I don't think we can um, do the imposition of ashes over mm. the internet, though. That doesn't do quite work, no. uh, but uh, yeah, today we we start a blessed journey and to step into the Lenten mm-hmm. season again. It was uh, something I, you know. Now I miss this. I, I this parish coming life, out of the yeah. parish life. This was sort mm-hmm. of like the most beautiful uh, part of the entire year to me, culminating, of course, in Passion Week too. And I uh, I sorely miss the regular preaching and catechesis that went on in the season in my parishes that I served. But uh, I also am the recipient of wonderful pastoral care here in, <laughs> in St. Louis. So now I get to be on the receiving end of that in my home congregation here in St. Louis, which I, I love our pastor, and he does a marvelous job with us. And uh, But it's always a, a wonderfully um, reflective and mm-hmm. a season of, of repentance and uh, reflection on just what uh, Christ did for us uh, in his journey to the cross. So um, I'm glad to be here again. Thanks be to God for all that uh, Christ has done for us and that we get to observe that uh, here during this Lenten season. Um, and that's one of the things we're, we're talking about is um, is what Christ has done for us and the ways that, that we get to respond uh, as well with within the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, across our membership. Um, let's talk about uh, the campaign, the previous campaign, uh, that, that what was this 2016 is mm-hmm. that right yeah tell us a little bit about that that campaign and the response to uh, all that God has done for us yeah you know we're right now in the um, uh, preparatory season also for the 
uh, LCMS National Convention taking place in July in Tampa, Florida. Uh, that's the triennial event at which all of our congregation and district delegates and representatives come together uh, to conduct the business of the Senate and set the course for the following triennium. Um, in 2016, of course, we met in Milwaukee, uh, a splendid uh, gathering at which uh, we had a number of uh, very uh, wonderful um, uh, guide-setting, planning things that took place there, mm -hmm. some directives uh, that my, me and my staff have been very involved in the mm -hmm. fulfillment of those, um, of those marching orders that were given to us in, at the convention 2016. But part of that, uh, what that event, what happened in 2016, part of a pattern that uh, had been established um, a, a number of conventions ago, was to uh, provide the opportunity to uh, our congregants and congregations to continue to support and sustain the mission of the church in uh, various ways through a national offering. Now, uh, at the last convention, of course, the theme was Upon This Rock, and there were a number of uh, initiatives that uh, were enabled out of that national offering, which I believe amounted to something north of $400,000. It was a very substantial sum of money that was put forth by the generous contributors who make the work of the Synod possible in every way. But uh, in this instance, Andy, I think a real special opportunity to identify uh, those initiatives that really, truly would impact the lives of human beings, most notably those who do not yet know Christ and confess Him as their Savior and Lord, and uh, the work that we've done with that national offering in the three years since has uh, resulted in splendid fruit, not only here in the United States, but around the globe. Mm. Absolutely. What are some of those things that, that came out of, of that <clears throat> offering? Well, here in the United States, of course, we had some uh, initiatives that took place at the Hope Center here in Ferguson, Missouri, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. and the enterprise yeah. that's going on there, uh, funding our missionary Micah Glenn in that mm -hmm. context but also um, some work in the area of uh, life ministry and education of our school children, our day school children on the mm -hmm. issues of abortion, mm -hmm. uh, some um, curricular materials that, that uh, were developed and emerged out of that. Uh, overseas, uh, you know, continues to be the case that the number one request that we get from our church partners in the 70 countries we work with around the world is theological education. Help us form pastors and teachers and church workers who can plant congregations, uh, care for souls, uh, teach our children, catechize our children in the Christian faith. And uh, some of those funds that were generated in the prior national offering were used for just that, funding theological education, seminary education, not only here at our two seminaries in Fort Wayne and St. Louis, but also uh, supporting our church partner seminaries around the globe. Um, most notably, for instance, in some very interesting places where we do seminary education, mm -hmm. uh, West Africa, uh, the, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the seminary uh, located there, um, in the Dominican Republic, uh, all kinds of places where we are running not only uh, formal education uh, sem seminars for uh, future pastors, but other conferences and opportunities to gather them together and uh, and put forth good confessional Lutheran theology. Absolutely. Thanks be to God for all of those opportunities. Uh, there's been uh, some really great stories 
uh, that have come out in uh, in the Reporter and the Lutheran Witness and the uh, Lutherans Engaged, the beautiful picture filled magazine um, and on social media. Mm. Um, all of these things that that are just wonderful stories. Uh, what have uh, what has the response been from uh, donors over yeah. the last few years? You know, I think one of the things that really uh, it it befits the body of Christ as we work together uh, diligently and strive to uh, reflect this unity and harmony in our mission that uh, the people of the congregations of our synod who make all of this possible uh, get as close uh, to the, uh, if you will, the beneficiaries of their of their work and their extension of themselves. And uh, this is not about giving to large organizations or simply saying, well, we need to have a budget to make and we need to, we need more money, get out your checkbook. That's not what this is about. This is actually about one human being, one baptized Christian, uh, extending themselves and sharing the gospel with another human being who may be on the other side of the globe. And, of course, that's where the Synod comes in here, is that we've got uh, deployed missionaries and staff around the world who make those things happen. I like to think of our beloved donors as, you know, this is their the uh, extension of their baptismal identity in places that they might not physically be able to uh, go to. But there I am in Dapong, Togo, or Ouagadougou, Burkina Faso, or uh, Singapore, or Hong Kong, or Hanoi, or Santiago, Dominican Republic. And there I am, part of the body of Christ, uh, doing mm-hmm. what we've been called to do, uh, which is make disciples of all nations. And uh, so it's ne- it's never about, uh, you, know, and those are, you know, sometimes we can fall into that trap. I'll raise my hand and confess my sin that sometimes we can fall into this trap of think that this is about an organization and a budget and we're running a business enterprise here. It's never that. And uh, it is all about uh, one human being conveying uh, the faith uh, to another uh, and handing it from one generation to another. And that's what these kinds of initiatives, national offering coming up here in the convention in Tampa, uh, precisely going to carry forward that same uh, tradition and, uh, and effort from all of us together. To carry out this work, it certainly takes structure and organization. It, it, it takes planning and a budget in order to do it well. Um, but it, as one of my pastors in the in the past shared it, it's you're not giving to a budget. You're giving to the Lord's work that uh, that the Lord's work may be carried out. You're returning thanks with the gifts He's given yeah. you. You're not giving to a budget. You know, <laughs> in some ways, Andy, it's I think the synod is at her finest when actually we sort of drop out of the picture in a way that we become the transparent um, uh, membrane through which our, our, our members are actually uh, doing the work and seeing the fruits and giving uh, thanksgiving and praise to God uh, for the fruits of these labors. And all, all we are is all of us together simply stewards of these resources uh, and only temporary at that. Uh, Lord, Lord's going to take us all home at some point. We have just about a minute left. Uh, so preparing for this uh, for this upcoming um, convention mm-hmm. and national offering. Yeah. What do we need to know? Well, you know, uh, the theme of the convention itself is joyfully Lutheran, uh, jo- full of joy and fully Lutheran. <laughs> and uh, the theme of the national convention offering this year is going to be joy to the world. Hey, we're going to have <laughs> Christmas in... 
uh, Tampa in July. That makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. Sounds great. <laughs> I, I have a feeling we're going to be singing that hymn uh, at some point during the course of the convention, too. But the idea here is to convey the uh, our desire uh, to really make this about uh, mission and sentness. Uh, we're sending missionaries. This is the 125th anniversary of the LCMS in foreign mission fields uh, mm-hmm. with Theodore Nather back in India, started all of this uh, going forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're celebrating that 125th anniversary at the convention, and uh, it's just going to be a marvelous opportunity once again uh, carry forward the gospel into the world and here in the United States to, uh, to peoples and nations uh, all over the place. Thanks yeah. be to God for the opportunity. The Reverend Kevin Robson, Chief Mission Officer of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Thank you so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour this morning. My pleasure. Coming up in just a moment, we continue Camp Week as we head to Idaho. You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. 